Gascoigne going to have a crack? He is, you know. Oh, I say! Welcome to Filthy Shambles, Season 2, Episode 47. I'm joined by James. James, you're in a, a slightly noisy office. Uh, where are you, mate? Whereabouts are you at the moment? I'm in busy Beirut. But, all the way from Beirut. You see, an international podcast. Spurs supporters all, all around the world. I'd, I would actually choose to be there as well at the moment. Um, like, uh, I've, I've actually got family out there, to, to be fair. But um, I, the, the further away from Tottenham... Uh, right now is probably the the prime choice of uh, location uh, for most people because it's doing our nutting. We've got one game left in the season. Uh, Leeds United away. Does anyone actually care? I'm not sure. Are we going to get Europe? Probably not. We're going to have a clear run at the at the league title next season. So um, I've got no running order, James. So we're going to just have a chat and see how it, see how we get on. There's there's still a fair bit to talk about, even though. You know, at this point, it's kind of it's like rinse and repeat. But um, how are you feeling after after Brentford at home, which started really well? First half looked okay, looked decent enough. Second half just didn't turn up again. All right, so I'll be honest. The last few games, probably since the World Cup, I watched the games while I'm on my phone. I don't think I'm alone in that. Proper Tottenham supporter there. Yeah, but I don't. I don't even get excited when we score. Like Harry scored that thunder bastard, and I, I didn't. I mean, I, I, you know, I sort of punched the air. I think I did anyway. But it's not the same, is it? I don't feel the same. You know, apathy sunk in, and it. We. I don't know what to say. It's. I'm sure I've heard this a thousand times off every other podcast, but it's just not. It's not the same. Maybe VAR doesn't help either. But it's it, leading to what? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but uh, the the issue with the 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 issue with, with right now is that the season finished months ago, right? The, the season finished when Conte imploded and we kind of moved on, uh, and and it didn't really move on in the right way. We should have just appointed Mason immediately and just allowed him to play this kind of very fluffy, expansive football where you can't really change. Tactically, organisationally, like you can't really change the defenders and, and get them to play in in in, in a way that's um, that's relatable to a particular philosophy. It's just it's just a means to an end to the end of the season. And at that moment, everyone tapped out, if not before, because the football was so bad. But but everything else has consumed us. All the noise around Enoch and Levy, and all the noise around you know what we're going to do next. It's it's a chore right now. So I don't blame you. It's easier for me being inside the ground. I mean, I, I stood up and applauded, obviously, the, the, the Kane free kick. Uh, not, not obviously direct free kick, but it, it, you can have that one for sure. Um, it's, just the, it's just the way that football... It's just the way that football ends up... When, when, when you feel there's nothing to play for, then there, there's often something that's lacking from within yourself. You can't really give anything back. And at the moment, 
all we can think think about is our sunbeds. All we can think about is get to the summer, appoint a new manager. The rumor right now is that Slot is probably going to be appointed soon, or we're talking to him. If you want to kind of get carried away with the rumors, so there is hope, James. No, no, no matter I, where you are in the world, mate, there's hope. Well, I I think that it's a bit more deep rooted than that. So I'll I'll go into it. Right, you ready for this rant? So. I think that what happens is that we have seen and heard Levy and the board. I hate saying the board because it's, it's, I'm sure it's just him, really. I think the others are just pawns that are there. And like when I hear about Enoch, stakeholders and shareholders, what a load of rubbish. I mean, they're minority shareholders and I'm going from the tangent. But I think because we have heard this all before and we've seen what happens when we're levified, then it's not just about, well, I can't wait for this season to be over. It's like, I don't really care about anything else because do they have a plan? I don't know. I'm sure they should. Like, I run a small business and I've got a plan and a strategy. I mean, mm. we need it, right? Do they? And I share mine with all of my staff. Do they share it with their patrons, which is us, the fans? No. We, do we know anything that's going on other than the final statement, which was that we're going to hear a few things in the close season? Mm. I don't know where we're going. And that's the problem, that none of us know where we're going. And he's got Donna Cullen there. Um, sorry, sorry, just carry on. But he's got no, Donna no, Cullen no, no, there. No. I, and, I, and I know that we've heard this before, that she's you know some PR whiz person or whatever. Uh, we do PR. I can, I can, you know, offering my services right now, we can do a far better job than she is. Like, for instance, why haven't they come out and given us some sort of manifesto? Like, we keep saying that change for Tottenham, you know, those anonymous people should and, yeah. you know, whatever. But yeah. we're not, we're not, clubs. yeah, yeah what, what, what are we doing? Or are we waiting for the manager to come in to then give us the manifesto? It's like me asking one of my um, middle management guys to give the company a manifesto. Why would I do that? It should come from the top, from the leader. And it's not. And I understand that the guy isn't one of the greatest when he's in front of a mic and all of that. I understand that. But you know what, mate? You're in Tottenham Hotspur. You've got to start talking. And, you know, when I'm not asking him to come out every week and create a Twitter account. We're not saying that. But come out and say... Can you imagine these that? The... <laughs> just hold on, hold on a minute. Let's just pause the thought. Don't lose your... I know I'm going to train wreck your mind now, but can you imagine if Daniel Levy had his own Twitter account? The carnage. The absolute <laughs> carnage. I mean, wow. I mean, I, it almost makes me want to just create a parody account now, but I'm, that, that's just uh, adding more fuel to the fire. I'm not going to do that. I, I'm, I'm going to pretend I'm grown up and just be an adult about things. Uh, by the way, don't, don't worry about muting yourself either, mate. Um, anyone uh, listening to this, if you if you're... You know, if you're that fussed about a bit of background noise, I, I apologise. On the fighting cock, for years, all, we, all you could hear were cockerels, which I thought was really apt. You haven't got any cockerels in, in, in the garden or anything, or in the no, in, in, no. in one of the spare meeting rooms. No, no cockerels. Disappointing, James. You know, you need to do better, mate. Um, you know, here's a Tottenham podcast after all. But yeah, just, just to continue with you, well, actually, to just train wreck your 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 rant. Um, I don't disagree. I mean, it, there's, there's nothing to disagree with in terms of PR. 
we know the club is an absolute mess. We know there's no, there's no tethered, there's, there's no connection to fan sentiment, to reading the room, to understanding tone of voice, to to, be, to, to knowing when to basically say the right thing at the right time and not to just say the the words that they believe are the right words to say. One of the biggest mistakes a lot of companies do uh, of all sizes is is say something because they think that's what the people want to hear. And, and politicians do it, right, as well. They say the buzzwords, they say the sound bites because they think, oh, they're going to fall for this. And, 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 and in fact... Half the time, they don't even think that. They don't look down at us and think, oh, they're idiots, they're going to fall for it. They probably think, this is going to work. They're going to, they're going to see I'm a man of the people. And I think in a really naive way, Tottenham think they're doing everything right. And I think in a really naive way, I think Spurs have persisted with how they've done things because they think it's enough. And yeah, Levy is um, an interesting guy for sure because... He's built this business up. I mean, obviously, he had an incredible platform of loyal, uh, loyal fan base, and, and you know, Tottenham Hotspur is a huge, uh, a huge entity, right within within the game. And you'd think any businessman, you would think, could, could take the club and 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 take them to where we are now, right, with this super stadium and unbelievable revenue coming in and the rest of it. But he's still done it. So he's incredibly good at what he does commercially and, and every, all the development and however controversial you see those aspects with the local community and the rest of it. It's a different debate, different dis- discussion. You, you've got to give him credit for what he's good at. Unfortunately, he he's a paradox because he's also in, he appears to be incredibly shy, incredibly uh, awkward socially, even as the chairman of a football club. And we're not saying come out and do a bit of a break dance and you know just a bit of, a bit of a, you know, a ten minute comedy special. You don't need you know you don't need you know you don't need to act anything beyond who you are. Just be yourself and be honest and upfront. So I get that. That's always been the case though, right? But we see more of it now because the football sh- shit. And then that, do you know I what I'm saying? Qu- I do. I want to ask you a question though. Yeah, so you just said that he's he's fantastic at the commercial side, right? So me and you were talking earlier, and deep down we're both copywriters, right? I think if you're a writer, you are. That's what you are, right? So yeah, imagine if you... comms and, and the rest of it. Right, so, right. so let's just say I, I hire a copywriter, and I then give an appraisal to them after six months, and uh, HR, they say to me, well, listen, um, they're fantastic at making tea. They're really, really I'm exaggerating, obviously. They're really, yeah. really good at... Um, coming in on time yeah. and they know how to use Microsoft Word. So I, I, okay, so how's their copy? Well, it's not the best. I know, but you know, shouldn't that be what they should be focusing yeah. on? Yeah. Do, do you know what I mean? So it's, I've heard a lot of people say it, that I think he's taken us as far as he can go. And I don't believe the fact that he doesn't believe he knows he knows that um, like he's not he's not hiding behind his ivory castle where he's thinking but I gave him this stadium and why aren't they happy he's not like I really don't believe he's like that at all okay I, in fact I, I know he's not um, I don't know if you listen to uh, same old Spurs podcast with 
Majestic um, with Gaza. Have you ever heard it? Been I, on yeah, the I know who Cop. Majestic is. Yeah, I've, I've yeah. not heard it recently, but yeah, yeah, I, I'm, right. I'm, I'm aware of the the geese. So, so they they found in in Enfield Town one of the shops that he he I don't know if he still owns it, but a clothes shop that's been closing down since like 1997. Hmm. Right? He knows he knows what he's doing. It's not like he doesn't know what he's doing. He 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 can he can read the room. The problem is, does he know what to do once he's read it? And that's where I think the issue is. And I, I don't think he can. I even believe for a, for a minute, like I was, because I think this episode, I mean, we were going to do this podcast last week and it was going to be about me saying that Ryan Mason should be in the job because I'm so fucking fickle that I, uh, after the Villa thing, I was like jumping around like a little kid. Hmm. So, uh, and I, I, I believe that for a time he was even contemplating Mason, if you believe what you read. So does he really know what he what he needs to do to get us out of this this pickle? Well, this is the, the, I mean, this is the crux of it, right? Like, I, I think Spurs are really easy to read right now because I think you're right. I don't think they do know. I don't think they do. I don't think they. I think again, in their heads, they're probably looking at it holistically. At least they they think they are, and they're thinking, right? You know, we've tried. We've, we tried to recover from Pochettino by by bringing in a, a win now manager, and we, they did the same with with uh, Conte. It's almost it's, it's almost unbelievable to think we appointed Nuno in, in in amongst all that, right? So all of it looks like a calamity with hindsight. Okay, they, they weren't the right managers for the, the the job fundamentally because the football wasn't the right match for the fan base. And as much as I backed both and wanted. And believed in how their winning mentality would forge a different breed, a different trait, a, a, a different a different personality trait that we lacked. Right? That, that that's the way that I was I was kind of sacrificing the lack of connection with the actual football, and it was turgid. It was awful under Mourinho. Mourinho would have got sacked long before the League Cup final. If it wasn't for the COVID, if it wasn't for the pandemic and the lockdown, people going banging on about getting sacked before the League Cup final against Man City, mate, he should have been gone long before then. It was diabolically bad. And again, you can bang on about him not having the right players, but he, we would never have the right players for, for a manager that simply deals with a certain type of uh, um, uh, squad, right? And I know people are going to listen to this and think, well... Do Roma have elite players? From no, obviously not. But Italian football is something completely different. He's far more suited there than he's than he is here. And and the variables in England are the fan base and their expectations. Because what happens is when the football isn't going our way, when we're not enjoying the football, we initially blame the manager, but then we jump straight back to Levy. We we jump straight back to the ball, which is fair enough. Which is fair enough because he's accountable. Ultimately, he's appointed that manager. He's appointed Conte. They've both been mistakes. So, in the moment, he's not been able to detach himself. However, however, I might be reading a lot into this, but the fact that he didn't appoint Pochettino, which was the easiest, quick win solution to everything that's happening right now, right? And as much as I wanted Pochettino back, Part of me also thinks it would have been a mistake. Okay, just a little part of me, right? I agree with you. And the fact that he's shown enough awareness not to do that, 
it makes me think, hold on, is he now thinking, I'm not going to do the sentimental thing. I'm going to do the, the, the logical, pra- pragmatic thing. But now I'm going to, I'm going to tie it back into the heritage and the traditions of the club and not sell out to a Conte or Mourinho again. Obviously, the spin on it is that, uh, Pochettino wasn't brought back because there's people at the football club that don't like him and they just said, no, we don't want him back. He's finished. He's no longer the manager he was. He's no longer hungry. He's not the right fit. That might also be the case. That might be a hard truth that's, that's difficult for some of us to swallow. But I, I, I appre- not appreciate, I respect the decision not to reappoint Pochettino. And if it's slot, and it appears to be, and it might have been him all along because, come on guys, everyone listening to this, there's a lot of noise in the media because media needs the click. The clicks it needs it needs the traffic it needs the discussion you know i'm sure we had four or five managers we wanted to talk to um and obviously the rest of it's debatable it comes back to what you're saying james that we, they don't really know they don't really know what the vision of the club is i think the vision of a club from my perspective and you can share yours is is simple tie the academy with the first team play the same football throughout all all the squads sign the players that fit the club so that if the manager is successful or not and leaves the next manager comes in and fits into the club the the, the, the manager is not a reflection the, the team isn't a reflection of the of the manager's ego it doesn't become about the manager deciding to change everything like a like a blank we're not a football club that's a blank canvas but we've been turned into one now by the board by levy by Enoch, by by all of them we're a club with no real identity and it has to be repainted but there's a reference point, our history. <laughs> so the, the new manager comes in, play aggressive attacking football, you know, with a bit of steel, play the youth players. That will be enough for us to, to, come to, to buy back into believing that the club are, th- are, are considering what it, it means to be Tottenham Hotspur. So from your perspective, you have, do you have no belief in, in, in that being achievable with the next appointment and over the next couple of seasons? Well, I think football's different than business in that we can get lucky and we can bring in a manager who rejuvenates, revitalizes, sensationalizes you know, loads of adjectives here. The the squad and the team and he gets them going. Sorry, large motorbike going past. And he gets them going and then what happens is everyone, including the tea lady, is on board and we're moving forward in the same direction. I think that that's what they're banking on. I don't think they're banking on what you said earlier, which is too logical. And that's really what they should be doing. And I can extend what you said, which Mm. is that what happens is that we know what we as a club, and that comes from the leader, we know what we have to do. And that is that we want to play in a certain way. And so we will look for a manager, coaching staff, uh, a director of football, who agrees with that philosophy. We We don't mold ourselves to them that's so short term look at Manchester United after 20 something years of Ferguson they still haven't really recovered have they no and do you, re- do you remember yeah. in the 90s in the 90s in the 2000s I used to think I can't imagine a world where they're not winning everything yeah I couldn't I couldn't imagine it well you at know, the times because... Man City were not Manchester City as we know them today as well so yeah and but even even with City winning a lot of things I maybe I'm older, but I still don't have that. Or if I look back, I don't feel that City were 
like Manchester United back then, where they were, they were. Is it Juggernaut from Marvel? The way he would just, if it, once he gets going, nothing can stop him. Yeah, he's got one of the uh, the like he's in the X Men comics. Sorry, yeah, I think there, yeah. I think Vinnie Jones played That's him, didn't the one he? very badly, terrible, <laughs> terrible film. Yeah, awful CGI. And I and and for me though, you know, look look at what happened to them when they lost that person who, in the end, had shaped everything. It was shaped around him and around Gil. Let's not forget, it wasn't just about about him. And when they both left. It then took, and it's still taking, maybe 10 years. He left in 13, right? Mm. So they're still nowhere near. I mean, they won the league in 2013 with a useless squad. I don't know if you remember it. Um, and Vaguely. Yeah, but it was it was down to him. It was, it was down to that leadership that he had. And once he was gone, that was it. And so, no, I don't think that the club is is setting about a motion where they say, we are going to play in this way and we are going to find the people that can play in this way and then we're going to find players who can play in this way and that's the way it's going to be. And I'll tell you why I don't believe that. Imagine if, or maybe it's happened to you, it happened to me a long while back where uh, I went to a company as a copywriter and then they told me, we're, we're looking to hire your boss. So I said, what? Yeah, we haven't hired your boss yet. Right, okay. And who who is that going to be? The boss then turned up and I didn't get along with her. I didn't. I lasted, I think, two weeks. And wow. that was it. So why why are we going after a manager when we don't have his boss in place? I find that all a bit odd. Yeah, so again, I mean, there's no joined up thinking, mate. Yeah, Once that... again, well, I mean, it's, it's, it's too easy, right? Yeah. But, it, but it's not. But, but we're not privy to to those conversations. I mean, I'm sure when 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 the club sit down to talk to to slot if they've not done so already, that the the, the 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 structure, the infrastructure, is something that's going to be discussed. And and a question that would definitely not have to be brought up is who is going to be the director of football. And I'm sure whatever Spurs are going to present is going. I mean, you would hope is going to be pretty prominent in the discussion. Uh, uh, when Slot tries to connect the dots in terms of, you know, am I going to get back the right way? Is the director of football uh, going to be leading the transfers uh, based on the type of football you want to play and the type of manager that I am? Or am I going to have some input? All these things, I'd rather not even care about them. You know, we, we, this is the other massive thing. That, and I'm not and I'm not slating this because I'm recording a podcast talking to, to yourself, James, and all the people that are listening. You know, I, 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 I'm, it's fine that we have these discussion, these, these uh, anchor points, these social media platforms, and just these the, the, the means of being able to discuss everything. But the problem is everything's up for discussion all of the time, and everybody's inner thoughts are shared pretty much instantaneously. Uh, instantane- yeah, I'm not going to try and pronounce that word, that word for the third time. Um, so I'm chewing on gum. Um, it, it, everything's shared. Like without a uh, filter, without 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 just maybe letting your thoughts cook a little bit, sprinkle a little bit of you know flavouring, or, or maybe just don't overcook them. But we live in a world where everything is known now, so there's commentary to do with everybody at the football club, everything at the football club. Whereas maybe twenty thirty years ago that wasn't the case, and in today's world, whether it's like social media. Um, discourse of any kind, political, football, whatever, 
you can't get away from any of it. So it amplifies. It all suddenly feels like everything. Everything is, uh, 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 you know, everything's like a, in a cauldron of, of, of chaos. When the reality is, it's just people are getting on with appointing other people and, and talking and like, and we're trying to pick holes in everything, or we're trying to we're trying to work out whether it's the right decision based on the information that we know. And the information that we know isn't necessarily all the information. So it's a hard one you you go by evidence right you go by you know the proof is in the pudding and this pudding is is definitely overcooked um i guess we i guess we we've got to work towards the leeds game and just getting over that so that so that it's officially the summer um and what spurs do next in terms of that director of football and the manager I think will give us an uplift, generally speaking. You know, the club will, and the social media team, bless them, will have an uplift because it's positive news. It's a new start. We're, we're, you know, I thought Daniel Levy's statement that he released, um, he didn't say much, but it was a little bit more human than normal. I, I guess just in terms of tone, in terms of, you know, he, he the last couple of times, he had a misstep with the, the Coy's Daniel thing, but um, he's generally... He knows he's got to, he's got to show that 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 kind of personal touch a bit more. Um, whereas all I want to see are just, I just want to see end product. I, I, I want them to make the right decision to back that decision, and for the fan base to to be able to believe in it enough not to knee jerk if we have a little patch where it doesn't look like it's quite working yet. But that's but what that's I fear. Like, but that's what I fear. Yeah, but whose fault is that then? Is that is that the fault of no, the that's the turning fan. us no, into into maniacs, or, is, or the fan base at the point of of border borderline petulance? Like now, well, with, in terms of is that fair to say or not? I mean, no, it is. It is. It is. It's fair to say, mate. I mean, I think on the first time I was ever on here last year, whenever it was, I told you that that once we get that taste of success, we're going to end up. I hate to say it, but you know, sort of acting like Arsenal fans do. And you were like, no, and we no, haven't no. really had success, have we? Like, no, no. We? Uh, can, can you imagine if we do? No. <laughs> so, but and that's what I fear. I, by the way, like, I don't know much about the guy. Um, is uh, I did ask a friend of mine who is Dutch. It's it's Arna, not Arnie, which is I don't. Oh, know, I, okay. I, 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 prefer, I prefer I prefer Arnie. Does that just you know, it just sounds better? There's but, no there's, there's no way we're gonna we're gonna pronounce his name properly. There's no, not no. a chance in hell that's well, going to happen. You're, you're definitely not. We know that. So a million percent is yeah, yeah a million and, percent. And I, I, like I'm like you, mate. I, I'm, I'm old now, and I will give these guys a chance. We have to give them a year to bed in their philosophies, and yeah. it's gonna. He's gonna bring his, his own team, right? Yeah. And you need to give the guy time, and because what happens is he walks in, and many players have said have said this. That it's all really down to not even the opening speech. It's down to the training sessions, and how fun they are, and how he gets everyone motivated. And a lot of footballers from around the world have said said something similar to that. So if he can do that, and he, he looks like he's loved by his players at Feyenoord right now, and he looks like a really likable character. I hope he's got a, a um, an iron side to him though as well, like a fiery side to him. Otherwise, this lot will walk all over him, especially seeing as they've got a player community, um, what's it called, union. Yeah. Uh, which, oh, the, the, the what, what's committee. What's it called? The committee. Right. Can I talk about that a minute? You can, because to be fair, um, 
this was getting slagged off at the at Beaver Town inside the stadium on, on on Saturday. So take the mic, mate. Let, let me know right. how you feel. So a few months ago, when like when when Conti gave out gave that speech, yeah, I I sat and I. I watched it live. It was it was on Being Sports, and I was in Lebanon at the time. And thankfully, Being have all of this stuff happening live, and I was so shocked at what he was saying. So afterwards, they showed it maybe three or four times. I watched it all. Then I read back the quotes, and something which I feared for a very very long time ever since. Um, when was it? All or nothing. When Danny Rose turned to Mourinho and he said, "Well, I'm going to go until Daniel." And that's when that's when I thought, oh dear. Now there were a few. I wrote a thread on it as well, where I believe that what's been happening is when you when you give, I hate the words, but subordinates power over the manager, or they think they have, then the manager's position becomes untenable. And that happens in offices, that happens in factories, that happens all over the world, in any yeah. form of in, in in all industries in all verticals, and. Conti alluded to it. He really did. If you if you go back and you read what he said, I don't have my 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 Twitter open. I'm not going to go through the thread, but he doesn't matter. I believe you. Just he he, he alluded me. he alluded to the fact that that um, it doesn't matter that everyone makes um, concessions for these guys, and they have the support of. Other people, and he was all at the board, and he was saying that he's seen what's been happening. He's seen the other managers who have been here, and they've not been able to get past it. Is it the managers, or is it is it something else? And that's that's what he was alluding to. And for me, it all fell into place. And then to actually come out and say that they have a a committee, a players' committee. So if I'm Arna Slot and I come in immediately, I'm going to say there's no such thing. And I'll go to Levy and I'll say to him, or, or whoever my boss is going to be, who I still don't know, but let's say my director of football, and I'm going to say to him, the second I find out about this thing, I will find the players and I will drop them because they have to know who the boss is. So I hope he has that bit of steel in him because can you imagine a players committee with Alex Ferguson? Can you imagine? <laughs> can, can, can you imagine this? Would he, would he, would he tolerate it? Yeah. Yeah, he wouldn't. The, the players' committee at Man United would have to hide in a in a in a wardrobe like uh, the players used to do when when Fergie used to invade their house parties when they were young yeah, or, guys. Or, so or in or in his boot where Berbatov in. But he, <laughs> look, his, it wouldn't it wouldn't it wouldn't be allowed. And I hope and I hope because a lot of us keep saying, "What is this? There's something wrong at the, at the core of it." Is it right. Levy? Maybe, yes. Maybe it's because he allows this to happen because he he is, from what I hear, a bit of a micromanager. And whenever, whenever I've personally worked for micromanagers, they will always go and speak to my staff and try and undermine me. And I don't normally last at places like that. Well, thank God I've got my own business now. But when I was working for other people, it was I could always spot the, the micromanagers because they would go and say, oh, that James, is he, is he all right? What's he, what, you know, what's going on? And it, when I found out, I'd go up to them and say, next time you want to know something, you come and ask me. And they would always get, you know, a bit scared and you know, they would always act timid and mm. they, they work very cowardly. See, what, 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 you're, what you're speaking about is something I, I, is the only thing I really had scribbled down in preparation for this podcast because I just wanted to, I just wanted to, for the both of us just to talk about Tottenham, whatever comes to mind. We can analyse the Brentford game. There's absolutely no point in, in doing so, to be fair. Other we podcasts, lost 3-1. There you go. Other podcasts will do, will, will do a good job of that, uh, no doubt. 
Um, but the, the thing that kind of stuck um, post-game, um, and I will talk about the game in terms of how my day was uh, momentarily, but the thing that we, we, we discussed was this this committee thing. I think T, T of the fighting cock, was like effing and blinding about, you know, like wh- who, why are the players, like who, why do the players feel that they need to be doing this? The only person that should have the ear of the, the coach is... It's Harry Kane. There's, there's literally no one more senior than him. I mean, okay, I'm ignoring Hugo, club captain, and the rest of it. But in terms of going forward, if Kane is to stay, which I think he will, you know, he's the only one. He he is. There, there is no committee, but there is Harry Kane as the player that the, the coach will maybe lean towards to ask advice of certain players if 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 the manager feels that he needs to get an understanding of of, of someone's frame of mind and the rest of it. I think the culture of comfort is back, and I think it's festered. In it's festered because of the emotional baggage and the lack of real clarity post Pochettino. So again, it's a story that we're all familiar with. The last eighteen months, Poch burnt out. The, the team burnt out. We lost the magic. We lost the spirit, the guile, and the rest of it. It all kind of fell apart. We didn't react quick enough. You know, arguably, Potts should have left after the Champions League final. I think in his head, he was going to leave because he believed we were going to win it. We didn't. He should have left. He, we didn't. We bought plays for him. It continued. It persisted. It all fell apart. But the players remained. And, the, and I think we've never, even though we've changed most of the squad, it's just one or two players here and there. Some key players and one or two players that should have moved on. And I think that's probably created the, the committee or this necessity for it okay because it feels like a family and it feels like a family that just won't go their separate ways and, and, and kind of grow up and, and just mature in 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 a different location in a, in, a, in a different football club in, in in this case if you know i'm not going to start analogizing uh x-men and the rest of it i'll leave that to you um Cheers. but the, the 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 point being is it's festered. And now there is a culture of comfort. There is this kind of... I, I agree, there are players that probably feel they are protected by the club because of their stature within the club and the time they spend there. And we do we do need some home truths. We do need someone to come in. You know, and this kind of leads... This kind of bleeds into the squad rebuild, you know. And again, we don't have to, we don't have to go into detail about that, about this either. It's quite obvious. And I just want your perspective on it. Like, we... we you know, slot comes in. Surely, the first three things that are needed are we sign the players that he that the the team needs because there's a good core bunch of players at Tottenham, right? There's 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 almost a spine, not quite, but we need a new goalkeeper. We need centre backs. We need an attacking midfielder. We might need one other player, uh, perhaps an understanding of what to do with all the full backs and right backs and left backs that we've got. You know, there's quite a few there. If you think about the player like Reg, who's still out on loan, so there's some, there's a lot of house cleaning to do. But there's also the question around these players that are tied into longevity at Tottenham. You know, Eric Dyer, Ben Davis, um, Sanchez, bless him, it should have been sold a long time ago and allowed to just blossom somewhere else or just find his feet somewhere else. Do you have any faith in Spurs and and slot director of football 
in, in doing this because it, Spurs need this, right? We, we need it as well as a fan base. We need to feel like it's a proper reset. It's a clean slate. We're going to keep the really good players and rejuvenate them, but we need to feel like we've moved on from everything, not just Pochettino, but the last two failed attempts at fixing the Poch team. We need, we need to start at ground zero at this point. It's the, it's, it's the, what's the, what's the phrase I'm looking for? It's the last, this is like the last thing that we can turn to. Because I, if, if, it, if it goes wrong again, I, I don't know what it's, I mean, his wife, Levy's wife won't be patting him on his thigh. They won't be in the box. They won't, they won't be there. Because it will get to the point where it's so toxic. And so all our eggs are in this basket, this basket of it working. And, but so much needs to happen for that to work. And will it all happen in time? Um, I don't know. I hope so. But, but okay. Okay. Let, 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 let's just, let me just step back a minute. Like, the club ain't going to fold. The club ain't going to fall out of favour in no, terms no, of, of the, the upper echelons of the Premier League. I know Newcastle got money now, and Chelsea are always going to have money, and they're going to bounce back, and United are rebuilding, and Liverpool will go through the little cycle, and they'll probably get it all, you know, kickstart again to, to, to the next one. City are just on another level. It's just ridiculous. Arsenal are looking to buy Declan Rice and, Jay, and uh, uh, Mason Mount and God knows who else. Everyone is making moves. It's just far more competitive. There's a Super League within the Premier League, no doubt about that. The likes mm-hmm. of Brighton and Brentford are obviously crowing at the minute, and good luck to them. You know, there's a lot of fans that seem to think that Brighton have have progressed further than Spurs in the last 20 years, based on this season. It's just, I mean, th- that's when I lose it with our own fan base because I'm like, mate, just just think about what you're saying here. Just you know. Let's not worry about Brighton and what they're doing. Every club is going to have their moment and their progression. It's whether they can sustain it. Spurs are going to be able to sustain it because regardless of how many clubs are above us because they have more money, Tottenham's revenue, organic revenue, just in terms of what they're making on the day within the stadium and within all the other events, is going to keep us up there amongst the richest of the rich so we will always be competitive so what it comes down to is how ruthless can we be are we going to be at our capacity every season to take advantage of City having having maybe a not so great season and for us to to be consistent now it, it, it sounds all good right it sounds it sounds doable be ruthless focus on the football be, be, be centric to the football. Just drive. For... Is it that simple? Is it that simple? Is it, is it as simple as replacing Levy with a new chairman that, that's going to just do the commercial stuff? But what's he going to do different football-wise? Like, like and, I, and I know the answer to this is obvious, but I'm just asking you just to get a, a greater understanding of where your head's at. Like, what would a new chairman bring to the club right now? Not new owners. That's a completely separate topic. But a new chairman within Enoch. Like Levy retires and someone else, or he sits back, someone else takes his position. What does he do differently? Can he do anything differently? Because he's still Enoch. It's still the same money, man. If it's a new chairman, then he does what we what we do for our clients, which is we create something called a VMAO, which is 
vision, mission, aims, and objectives. That's the first thing he does. The second thing he does is any player committee can fuck off immediately. You want to come to? You, you, want, you don't like you wanna, these committees, do you? Yeah. No, no, no. I, I don't like them at all. You want to come? You want to come to my door as a player? Who the fuck do you think you are? That's why I would say to him, "Who do you think you are? I have hired your boss's boss for you to go and speak to. Go speak to him." Right. And that's that. Right. So yeah, we need we need a vision, mission, aims, and an objective, and. Enoch can be there. I don't give a shit. Honestly, I don't care who, who it is. Can, I don't want to hear, like, there's a lot of people saying, yeah, but you don't know you. Um, you don't know who's going to come in and, you know, you could be another Leeds. I'll oh, shut up. So the, the, point, the point is that they need to let the people who understand football run football. Okay, I'm, I'm never going to interfere with things in, in my own business that I don't understand. I'm not, I can have my opinion 100%. I'm not going to interfere. Let the people you have hired do their job. And then after they've given you their strategy, because I'm pretty sure every manager who, who, who goes in says, listen, this is what I'm going to do. It's going to take, um, it's going to take approximately 12 to 18 weeks to, to get across everything that we need to do. And then from this part on in the season, that's when we're going to start to see an upward curve in the trajectory. And we're going to start to go forward. Yeah. And, so as a chairman, you then say, fair enough, I'm going to, you know, allow maybe 10, you don't tell them that, but you allow 10% leeway on that. And if it's not going well, that's when you start to ask the questions. But until then, stay away. And the first thing you say to him is, listen, for you to do your job, you need to tell me what you need. Tell me what you need so, I, so you can do your job. And then say, listen, here's my list. Here's my list of tools. Here's my list of requirements. Obviously, players, coaching staff and whatnot. And maybe other different things that they have. Give it to them. If you've just hired someone, if you've mm. just taken someone and you're not giving them the tools, obviously if they're asking for Messi, Ronaldo, God and Jesus Christ all playing up front, then you have to ask some questions. But if what they're asking for is okay and reasonable, then you give it to them. Or you say to them, listen, what we can do is we can give you five out of these seven things and then the other two will come a bit later on. Are you okay with that? Yeah. And they'll probably say yes. And then, yeah. and then get on with it. Yeah, I mean, you know, fundamentally, you look back at everything that Spurs have done in the last 20 years, something that I, I, I you know, I'm not going to dispute this. Um, we have got lucky many times. I guess I guess there hasn't been a design there. And I know football's a lot of risks. You, you appoint the manager and things might work out really well. It happened under Pochettino. Perhaps that wasn't the objective with Poch. It was kind of like, bringing a manager who can coach the players, might coach one or two youngsters as well. Uh, it's going to be a bit cheap because we're rebuilding, but it kind of it kind of reshaped everything off the back of that, right? There's, there's young guys now going to Spurs that, that their first memory to Tottenham is, is that Poch team. So they think, like, why isn't Spurs like that every season? You know, what, what was that? that? Well, that was... That wasn't normal. That wasn't... You know, Spurs have been on the up and up since 2006, and we've got to cup finals. And this isn't me being apologetic again. I'm just stating the facts that we haven't had 20 years of nothingness. When people bang on about 23 years, one trophy, it's been shit. Mate, it's not been shit if you've been going to games for 23 years and you know that you've seen progress on the pitch as well as off it, but more so on the pitch. What we've got wrong are those key decisions, unfortunately. And in a world where you're surrounded by great white sharks, 
you, 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 being a piranha isn't isn't going to cut it. Do you know what I'm saying? You can't just bite away at the the, the big fish. You know, you, you need to you need you need the big fish to notice you. And and we've just not made the right decisions. We're kind of sleeping with the fishes, uh, you know, most of the time, unfortunately. And it's not, you know, we should be celebrated as something as as <laughs> we should be celebrated. By everyone, I know no one, no one's going to do this, but as 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 a, as a club that wants to to break the monopoly, right? But the, the media hate us; they don't want Spurs in there, you know. They want something inoffensive like Newcastle, who should be very offensive considering, you know, the the, the kind of political aspect of their, their their takeover and the rest of it. You know, if you go by what people discuss when it comes to morality and football and the rest of it, but Spurs. For whatever reason, no, they can't be the ones that are going to break in, and and we got a little bit of respect under Pochettino in those two seasons where we were, where we were absolutely incredible. We got a little a bit of respect. respect, yeah. But but when it fell apart, it was like ah, it fell apart again. Well, and they're was, waiting for it. They were waiting for it exactly. So Spurs are trying to do something, but it's we're at a point now where we we don't have to be plucky anymore. We don't have to be the little contenders. Like we don't have to be the pre- pretenders to it. We've got enough about us to think right strategically. How do we really make an impact here? As impossible as it looks, when you look at how many titles City have taken, they can't always have that. City, no club. You, you spoke about Ferguson earlier. No club is at the top forever, right? It's like royalty. No king is on his throne forever. Same as. Queen, whatever you want, to, however you want to look at it, history changes, and it's it's the people, it's the people that seek to make the changes that are written into history. And, and Spurs a trying from a perspective that you could say is a defeatist uh, perspective. It's like, well, we're going to try, but if we don't, it's because City have got loads of money. Well, okay, think ruthlessly. Think think about backstabbing think about all the dirty things that you can do and i just mean this in terms of mentality and spitefulness and and the the hunger to win we we have this in us if we have the right manager and the right philosophy and the right players and the, and the rest of it it's a lot it's a lot we, we have to reshape remodel our identity um i just quickly i just want to say i went to the game obviously on on saturday i saw my mates uh, I burst a balloon and I got into a bit of trouble on, on Twitter for bursting a balloon. I mean, if bursting a, a Levy out balloon is, is is basically at the forefront of your mind, then you're never going to get Daniel Levy out of the football club. You know, if you think that bursting a balloon is a criminal offence to, to your movement, I mean, come on, guys, it's a bit of fucking humour, much-needed humour in, 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 a, in a very humorless season uh, for, uh, at Tottenham Hotspur. If, we, if we're I almost would... powerless to remove him from power. Do you know what I'm saying? And I know mate, if I was if I was Daniel I'd I'd fund the balloons. I would I would buy a lot of them. I don't I don't uh, know why the balloons weren't yellow and purple because that seems to be the color code for, for, for the movie. But look I'm not I'm not having a dig at them and it might seem like like I am. I'm not having a dig at them. I've said it before. Credit to those who feel that by being outside the ground constantly that it will make a difference. If there was more of you it would make a difference. But unfortunately, there's far more people that will go into the Spurs shop, buy tickets, buy food on site because they want to enjoy themselves. They don't want to put an obstacle in front of an obstacle. And, and that's fundamentally, again, it's, it's the basics of football. You want to escape, but you don't want to go to the game and find yourself 
not been able to escape because of all the politics around everything. So it credits to them for being there and doing what they're doing. But the delivery of it is something I don't agree with, and it's going to it's going to be a discussion that will no doubt go on and on and on because I will share my opinion and get slagged off for being a Levy lover, even though I've told you on this pod and every other pod and every other conversation I've had that I, I won't change the Tottenham. But I, I, I just wanted to say it was a good day, apart from the football, which was expected. Um, Did you stay at the end? No. And this is it. This is the sad thing. You want to talk about apathy and, and the rest of it. When the third went in, I sat there with my with my my kind of hand stroking my my my, my grey beard. It's getting greyer by the day watching Spurs, and um, I thought, fuck it. They're all they're all having a drink in Beaver Town. Let me let me walk down five flights of stairs and just get to the pub. And and I felt a little bit guilty. I wanted to applaud. Kane and others, but uh, I don't. Know, I don't even know what actually happened. I think they went in, they came back out. It, it's it's okay. It's okay to hurt. It's okay to be pissed off and, and angry. And 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 same for me. I'm allowed to to, to be that too. So I fucked off. Uh, met my mates. We had a, we had a philosophical chat about everything, and then we went to the corner pin. And then uh, I think myself and T went and saw the the mural for Harry Kane. Took a few pictures of that. Then had a really dodgy uh, chicking, and then and then I went home. Um, what I wanted to to kind of segue towards really badly is we might not have any Europe next season. Let's end on this actually, and then we we'll do a bit we we'll do a bit of extra content for Patreon before I let you get back to work on this Monday uh, afternoon. Um, no Europe next season is that a good thing? Is that a good is 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 it good to just have the bread and butter of the league? To get back into Europe properly, um, and then maybe maybe focus on domestic cups. Do you think it's a good thing for the new manager to be able to do that? Because because it'd be, be one game a week almost. Um, but do you also think it's a really bad thing for the club? Is this going to hurt the club having no European football in terms of marketing, sponsorship, and extra revenue streams as per? Well, yeah, so it's a good thing, I believe, uh, even though no manager will come out and say it, but I, internally they would. They would say that it's a good thing that they get to have a clean run at the squad. And not just squad, but imagine the amount of time they're going to have, and hopefully they're like Poch. Just go back to what I was saying. So I'm going to go on a tangent, okay? Is that all right? All so, when you, when, well, so when you were mentioning Poch, you know that it was Poch that came in and if we are to believe what we read, because I don't know the guy, I've never spoken to him, but there was an article that I read early 2015. It was after the Chelsea 5-2 win. And what he had said was that he was quite shocked that there wasn't one clear pathway from the under eights all the way to the first team. And that there wasn't one clear structure with the formation, with the tactics, with the training um, with everything that was done, including the way that team talks are, are done, which I, I found really interesting. That's why I remember the articles about the team talks, about how he said that there needs to be a certain structure. And so he changed that. One man. So it is possible, by the way, for a leader to, to change things. One man. Okay. And so if 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 it's if it's Arna, I'll call him Arna, right? pretend I'm sophisticated. So if it's Arna that comes in... <laughs> My mate on first first name basis. And if he comes in and he has one clear shot at that, which means that he gets to, and not just him, by the way, it's also his his coaching staff, 
they're all human beings. Remember that, right? They're not yeah. like I know we view them as not. Me and you are a bit old now, so we we do view people as human Steady. beings. Steady, you know it's what I the mean. The number, right? mate. It is. It is. Okay. It's getting bigger every Continue. year. So, um, <laughs> and and I think that what what would happen is the players would get to know these people, and it's going to take a few months. And they're going to get to know the different nuances, the quirks, the um, all, all the different things that that make up getting to know a bunch of people. So it's, a, it's one bunch of people who all know each other and have a players' committee, and then getting to know other people who are new and who are the bosses, right? Yeah. So that's the good thing. And if he doesn't have the distraction of having to uh, plan for and coach for another game midweek then he and his coaching staff also hopefully have the chance going back to the poch thing of inserting a structure hopefully well this should be the director of football does this but they work together where they can create a structure from the under eights all the way to the first team right and so it doesn't matter what level you're playing at you know that if i'm good enough and i push myself and i have the confidence maybe in three years time I will break into the under 21s, under 23s, yeah, 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 and then from yeah. there move forward, right? So he will have that time. That's perfect. On the club side of things, it's going to massively affect their balance sheet. Not so much because of the Conference League or Europa League's income. I don't think it's that much, but it is the it is the the, the beers and the pies and everything else that happens on a match uh, on a match day, and I think that will affect them. But this is where the club then has to say, well, you're going to have this clean run, Mr. New Manager. And what we're going to do is instead of lowering your budget for players and giving you the tools that you need, we're going to keep it the same. So you now have to produce. Are you ready to produce? Yes, Mm -hmm. I am going to produce. Now, do you think that, that we have a chairman who can talk like that? I don't know. Give it to me, mate. I'll do it. But the, the point the point is that it's it's not it's not it's not it's great on one level, but will will the fact that the numbers are being hammered on the finances will that make levies uh, will will that will that trigger him if things aren't going well to then pull the trigger when he shouldn't? So, for instance, if we give if it's Arna and. As I said, I don't know much about him. Just from what I've seen, what's, what everyone's seen, if if the guy signs a four or five year deal, please please give him two years, please, no matter what. Unless unless we're heading into relegation, it's it's like De Boer. Remember when he was at Palace? I think it was, and he lost eight in a row, whatever. If it's like that, then of course get rid. But I don't think it will be if we've done our due diligence. Mm. And so let the guy manage, give him what he needs, and let him manage. Yeah, I mean, question. That, yeah, that does that. That does. We're, we'll end the main pod on 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 that note, and then I'll just uh, grab you for a bit a bit of extra content for Patreon. Uh, so we'll just say goodbye to the people listening on all podcast apps. Um, thank you for downloading. Thank you for listening. If you want a bit more extra content and you just want to support me being able to do this, uh, check my Patreon at uh, Spooky in Purgatory on on Patreon dot com. So thanks Can I for help listening. you out there. Well, can I help you out there before you, you cut all of these freeloaders off? So just, just head on <laughs> over to Patreon. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash spooky in purgatory. And 
number one, you'll be helping out one of the the longest serving and greatest creative Spurs fans in history. That's Steady the first on, thing. Mate. That people, no, no, it's people the truth, mate. Are deleting it's, their subs now. No, no, they're, they're not. They're not. They're not deleting them. It's the truth. Right. I mean, I, I, I first started to read your stuff way, well, I was one of the first readers. And, um, and then I found out that you were Cypriot and I thought, oh, wow. So I'm, I'm half Cypriot. So no government names. Right. I, I didn't say, well, yeah. I Actually, mean, we, we know that you're Cypriot because we've spoken so, about it. So I think someone tried to attack me with very mild racism, mentioning Suvlaga. In, in a post, I didn't quite understand what, what his point was, or whether he was being, or whether he was actually being relatable. Or, but but someone said, "Oh, I think that's a bit racist." And I said, "Is it? He's just talking about meat, like like charcoal, charcoal grilled meat, whatever. Like, is is that really? Can you be racist against Cypriots if you talk about kebabs and, and pita bread and, and the rest of it? I'm not sure. What a load of rubbish. But, so I'm I'm going to carry on. Just to finish go. with this. Right, so because I'm in Lebanon, it says the sub is seven dollars a month. That's that's about eighteen or nineteen pence a day, and that's to support one of truly the greatest Spurs creatives that are around. And go ahead and do it, okay? And then we can all have fun and talk. And you can then listen to what's coming next, which I don't actually know what's coming next. Right, sort of, you, you need I've, to sort of ruined it. No, 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 it's fine. It's fine. What's coming next is there's there's going to be an end of season um, review, and there's going to be other other podcasts uh, throughout the summer, looking at different players, looking at different scenarios and and conversations, just upbeat stuff that is because everyone's going to be lost in player speculation and this, that, and the other. It can get tiresome and exhausting after a while. A while. So the summer's going to be a bit of fun uh, to bridge the gap between now and, and, and whatever tomorrow brings, which is hopefully a good thing. But thank you for that, uh, James. That was... Uh, it's the truth, mate. Nice. That's, that's um, the truth. I mean... I mean, never read, but I'm blushing for anyone who, who wants to know. But we will end the normal freeloading podcast now and check out the Patreon podcast for the rest. So thank you. Cheers, mate.